against the immense pale blue desolation up above. He sat his horse on the best rise he could find, one knee hooked around the apple. The dry west wind passed his face gently, taking the sweat out of him without pain, cracking his lips and drying out his nose and mouth. Northward, the pale gold plains curved, and he could see the remote dust of Long's herd, already twenty miles north of him, a long day's push. Southward, the immense plain died far away into haze. The three thousand head of cattle which he drove, in trust, flowed in a long line down the fold between the low rises, moving fast toward the smell of water. He had been pushing them for a week, making twenty miles a day on this flat country, and the drag strung out half a mile. Those that got sore feet he let drop behind for somebody else to pick up and bring in. And if he knocked a few pounds off the beef, it didn't matter. They were going on the northern range, not to Chicago. He was four days late now. Everywhere the plain lay like a great golden ocean just barely moving up and down, like the breast of a sleeper. It was not flat, there was no real roll, but it moved with a vast motion, obedient to the enormous surges of the wind. "'You got enough men,' Tucker said to another rider, sitting before him, a little down the long slope toward the creek." There were five riders behind the fellow with the black moustache. "'How come you need so much company if you're so goddamn legal?' The moustache had a paper in his hands, the long legal kind with a blue back. "'I want you to read it,' the moustache said. "'I don't want to make any trouble. You just read it.' "'What did you say your name was again?' Tucker asked politely. Spence, the moustache said. There was a wide, good-looking mouth under the moustache. It grinned, showing a good many wide, good-looking teeth, all natural in color. Will Spence. And who did you say you were working for? This feller that won the suit? Tommy Dixon, San Antonio. You don't mean Tommy Dixon the gambler, do you? The little house feller? That's right, Spence said, smiling patiently. It was a nice smile, guaranteed to work every time, just like an Edison light. You barged in, slammed the door, pulled the string, and there everything was, bright as day. Sure, that's where I seen you, Tucker said. You were dealing faro at Dixon's old house on Ituri Street, across from the Bull's Head, and now you want all my cows. Spence nodded and smiled. Just read the paper, Tucker. He held it out. Tucker laughed. Man, don't you know? I can't read. Now my cattle are coming down to the creek, and I got to be moving down there just to be on hand, so you'll never mind if I move along, won't you? Tucker raised his left hand, lifting the reins, and his horse moved forward. Just a minute, 
Spence said. There was no smile, and his tone was just a little sharp and a little cool. Tucker stopped his horse and said, That sounds kind of like an order. Spence said, This is a court order from the 22nd District Court, and it's signed by Judge George H. Noonan. I know George Noonan. Him and I used to hunt ducks in the mud puddles over by the San Pedro Asequia. Noonan wouldn't take old Buford's cows. Now don't bother me no more with your damn legal papers, General Spence. George Noonan must be out of his mind, if what you say is true.